Floor filler alert. Floor filler alert. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening to you wherever you are and welcome to the Foreplay podcast episode number seven. I'm David Turner and I'll be joined by my usual co-hosts Mark Hollywood, Alan Jones and Darren Parr in today's show to choose four dance floor fillers and we will go slightly off topic as is our want. If you enjoy the show and the banter then do head over to our Facebook page Foreplay Podcast and let us know your thoughts about our choices and what you would have picked and also in the show notes I will also include a link for our Spotify playlist so you can listen to today's selections. Without further ado, let's get on with the show. Floor filler alert. Floor filler alert. Guys, welcome. Here we are again. A nice sunny day here down in Devon. And it must be over your way, Darren, too. Yeah, only up the road, aren't I? Yeah, it's lovely here. Thank you. Glad to be back for another show. Excellent. And uh, Mark, you shared some photographs with us earlier on um, out Gogoburn Way in, in Edinburgh near the airport. Yeah, yeah, absolutely glorious. Uh, Paddy and I were soaking up the rays at about nine o'clock this morning. Uh, not, a, not a soul in sight, which is lovely. Properly socially distancing. Good stuff. And Alan over in Luton, how are you doing? Yes, uh, good morning, everyone. Um, it's a bit overcast here. Uh, not a lot of sunshine about, the odd blackbird in the garden, and the odd black and white dog in the bed next to me. <laughs> okay, so... <laughs> Don Kettley is a weatherman, and so is Michael Fish. <laughs> Can't really do a segue off the back of that, that's for sure. <laughs> Guys, this week no. we've gone for dance floor fillers. Who came up with that idea? Um, Hollywood. 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 Yeah. Hollywood. You must have had some in your head when you when you gave that out, or did someone else suggest it to you? No, I just had it in my head. I was thinking, uh, next time we meet up, you know, the, the next Catman gathering, <laughs> I was thinking, what, what tune would drag me away from Alan Jones? No, not a thing, not a thing. Or well, maybe, maybe three or four. <laughs> Which works very well. So that's... Wow. Yeah, that's what's stuck in it, man. Yeah, and for for listeners, let's remind people. I think a couple of you will have done DJing or still do DJing. Darren, I know you do for sure. Yeah, well, obviously not for the last twelve months or so with COVID restrictions, but getting a few bookings back in for later in the year, so that's good. Um, yeah, look, looking forward to this. It's, I guess I've gone for songs that I don't always pull out the bag, but. Um, most times I'll play most of these, so yeah, we'll see as we go on. Did you do our silver wedding? Yeah. I can't remember. At the oh. rugby at the rugby club. I, yeah, I think I did. I didn't think I? I think you did. Yeah, I think you did. I'm sure I did. Yeah. Memor- yeah, it was memorable. <laughs> you know what? It's really weird. It's like when you're actually working them, even if it's for friends, you kind of forget the event because you're concentrating on just getting everybody up, yeah. dancing, and having a good night. But you do tend to forget what events you've been to, whereas you remember them more if you've been as a guest. True, and true. Remember all the it's interesting. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. I've and, obviously just worked really hard, David. Oh, yeah. And DJ Jones, you, you used to spin the discs. 
Yeah, I've, unfortunately, my head, headphone. I've hung up my headphones now for a number of years. But yeah, but in yeah in London, I used to do the um, when we used to live in the bank uh, halls of residence. Um, used to do them at uh, Leinster and also at uh, Cartwright Garden, and also a number of branches. Um, you know, particularly around Christmas time as well, they would ask me to come and uh, and perform. So uh, yeah. Um, <laughs> Should yeah, be. Good. I like. I like doing DJing. It's, uh, good. It's really good. Should be easy for you two then. How about you, Mark? <laughs> uh, I I haven't. Um, but my brother has. My brother was a bit of a DJ in Manchester and back home in Uri. Um and he had the decks in in the bedroom, and I would come home from uni, and there'd just be hundreds, hundreds of vinyls, um, and. Uh, yeah, he had a cool set of decks. I think he had to sell them eventually, but uh, okay. <laughs> um, nice. that's the only link I have, tenuous link I have to DJ. Okay. Nice. Well, let's see if anything rubbed up on you on you then, because uh, you're up first, Mark. Oh, right, okay. <laughs> so, first song uh, came out in 1990, so this, was, um, this, this really does re remind me of um, just before going to uni. And then went out uni because it was such a popular song that it just um, it, it kept pounding out on the dance floor for for quite a few years after. Um, opening opening line, uh, you burden me with your questions. You'd have me tell no lies. Mm -hmm. You're always asking what it's all about. Don't listen to my replies. Nice. Any guesses? Yeah. Oh, it's something. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it's unbelievable by. EMF. Yeah, You're absolutely unbelievable. Lovely. <laughs> so it's a uh, yeah, it came out came out in ninety, and it um, I, according to Wiki, it was the thirty second best selling single of nineteen ninety, and it hit number one on the Billboard Hot one hundred as well. I think they're a Mancunian punch EMF. Um, and what more? Yeah, what more can I say? I think I've got Forest of Dean in my head. Forest of Dean. Yeah. Oh, there you go. I'll have to check that. <laughs> I don't know why I've got Forest of Dean. Yeah. Southwest Manchester. So, then. Well, here, yeah. Yeah, because the Michigan Daily said that the boys from the Forest of Dean, Great Great Britain, have created an undeniably perfect pop single with the ultra simple, ultra catchy, and ultra overplayed, unbelievable. And I love it every time it comes on. Even if I was sitting talking to Alan Jones, yeah, I'd say, I'm sorry, mate. I'd say, hold my beer. <laughs> is this right. where Chris Kamara gets his strap line from? It is. He added an unbelievable Jeff. Unbelievable Jeff. Yeah. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. That's my number one. Well, my first one in, in, the, uh, in the list. Yeah, it's a good one, Mark. Um, I think I'd stop DJing by then, but I do I do know the song. I, I might have a, a CD, CD single. I might have. Yeah, I think I've got that seven inch somewhere. One I've pulled it out of the bag occasionally at a DJ at a disco yeah. actually, but maybe I should do it more often. Great song. It's a good riff, good riff on it. It was a bit like the Manchester scene, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 It was a different kind of slant on it, though. It was more, 
rappy rock than indie, I would say. Hmm. Hmm. Well, EMF do. Uh, I believe. I believe. Yeah. Yeah. That's the only two I really remember. I think. And that was it. And then they just fell away. Yeah. I haven't heard of them since. To yeah, be fair, I've always kind of told them with kind of the Jesus Jones and the Shaman and all that kind of. Yeah. You know, yeah. Carter and this. Carter and the, what are they called? Unstoppable. Unstoppable sex machine. Unstoppable sex machine. Yeah. Unstoppable sex machine. Yeah, yeah Jesus time. Jones. I bought quite a few Jesus Jones. Yeah. Yeah, I've got a few of those hanging around. CD singles then, because you could buy them on vinyl. Oh, I've got a few 12 inch. Oh, yeah. yeah, I can show you, Alan. Have you? Ooh, yeah, yeah. Looking yeah. forward to that. Before <laughs> <laughs> you say that. You can book a Facebook room. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, book a, book a room, lads. <laughs> Good stuff. Oh, Cracking stuff. Good one. I can start. Okay, Daz. Over to me, is it? DJ okay. Palm. Okay, so I've gone for... This is another song that could have easily got into our cover version show a couple of shows ago. Um, picture the scene here. So you're at a disco. You just stop. So if your dance floor was buzzing, it's just stopped because somebody's got the food, the buffet, all ready to go. So everyone goes and tucks into the buffet. And then it's... How do you get them going again after that? So they're all fat and full, probably got a few pints in them by now. Um, it's tricky. You either play a couple of wasted songs and chuck them away just to get people in the mood again, um, or you can go for this song. Um, it's a six-minute song, but it takes a good two or three minutes until it actually kicks in properly. And those first two or three minutes, you've got people looking at you going, what the bloody hell are you playing here? And then they don't recognise it to start with. It just doesn't connect. And then after about three minutes, it's, oh, it's this one. And they all get up and they all head to the dance floor. Um, it's actually, it's Proud Mary by I Can mm. um, It does start off with that really good job in the city. But it's not till it kicks in about, I'm sure it's about three minutes in. Um, uh, so, yeah, it's I Can Tina Turner. Um, massively different from the original version, which was actually by the Credence Clearwater Revival which I wouldn't have known until this morning. I just right. checked it out this morning. But, um, and originally, I'm oh, sorry, a cover version of that was done by the Checkmates Limited. Right. And that's the one that Ike and Tina Turner listened to and thought, wow, actually okay. we could do this. Apparently Ike wasn't very impressed with the original. Unfortunately, <laughs> we can't do that. But when he heard the Checkmates version, he, yeah, he absolutely loved it and went for it. And that one, yeah, like I say, once people get over the initial couple of minutes, they love it and they get up and it gets the night going again. Is that the Rolling on the River, that one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Rolling on the River. On the river. Yeah. yeah. So, like I said to you guys earlier, this is, um, I had a real sort of difficulty with selecting these because I didn't want to go for my personal choices. I wanted to go for things that, as we said, disco floor fillers, things that do actually get people up. So, I think I might get up and dance to it if I was at a disco, but it wouldn't be one of my favourite tunes. But that's why I've gone for things that do... Dance, Being very professional. Yeah. Yeah. I try. I try. It's very, very selfless of you there, Darren. <laughs> unlike, <laughs> unlike myself, <laughs> I, I couldn't give a shit. I couldn't give a shit if you like the MF or not. <laughs> You're getting it. Yeah. You did, yeah, but it's been like it. <laughs> that's why. I, that's why I will never be a DJ. <laughs> I'm like that guy. Remember, remember the DJ on um, Father Ted. <laughs> 
he only had the one vinyl, Ghost Town, by the specials. <laughs> Play it over and over again. Yeah, yeah, that's right. That'd be me. I'd have like yeah. 10 tracks of the likes. Suck it up, that's it. <laughs> There's another it's one I've re released, actually. Ghost Town. <laughs> Has it? It's been re released. Oh, yeah, it's yeah. great. I saw that. Yeah, another half well, half mastered one, isn't it? Yeah, um, half half mastered, half half yeah. mastered. Yeah, um, I think they could have done a bit more with that. They just brought out just black black vinyl. I think they could have mm. should have done a white vinyl. Yeah, yeah, a checkered. Yeah, just yeah. change it. Checkered vinyl. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mary, good, good choice, mate. Thank you very much. Yeah, yeah. Um, there's another, I was actually just going to mention another song, but I can't stand playing when I'm DJing. It does fill the dance floor, but I'm not going to mention it yet in case one of you guys has got it, but I'll let you know if you have it. Okay. Is it uh, EMF? <laughs> yeah, unbelievable. You know that one? <laughs> this has got legs. <laughs> yeah. Unbelievable, Jack. Uh, is that your Forrester Dean accent? Oh, no, it's your Chris Kamara. I, I, I hear this. This is Chris Kamara. That's an absolutely true story. Um, there's there's a guy. Um, there's a bit of work done in the house here, and um, this guy came around. He's a painter, and if he's listening, hi Jeff. But his name was Jeff Stelling. But he, he kept he kept he kept talking and talking. So every time I was working from home, obviously it was under lockdown and that, and uh, it just got to the point where I would just I would titillate myself by saying, "Unbelievable, Jeff." Unbelievable! Every time he spoke, I never caught on to it. I, 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 I said about ten unbelievables in there while Steve was painting, and one night he absolutely pissed me off. He um he was painting the ceiling, but what he did was he put plastic over the the light bulbs. You know, okay, yeah. so you wouldn't get splashed all over. But there were plastic bags, and, and he, he forgot to take them off. And of course, I I had the light on in the hall. And I'm smelling this burning. I said, what the f is that? And I just, I just let out this. Yeah, uh, wait until he came in the next day. And I went, Jeff, unbelievable, Jeff. Unbelievable. <laughs> oh, sorry about that. He was from he was from Sunderland, actually. So he had he had that kind of accent that you get. Excuse me. Anyway. Brilliant. He probably thought you go. a bit mad, to be honest. Yeah. <laughs> yeah he probably did. He probably thought I only had three words in my vocab <laughs> yeah okay passing the uh the mic over to dj jones right then um i've got a bit of a jingle for you that i personally recorded last night more filler alert more filler alert anyway the gist thing floor filler alert uh so <laughs> that's my first one i'm going to uh the 4th of June 1979, this was released uh, uh, from an album which was called Risque. Uh, and it was number 229 on the Rolling Stone list of the 500 greatest songs of all time, written by Bernard Edwards, Nile Rogers, clocking in at 8 minutes 10 seconds. The baseline introduction is one of the most sampled in music history. Good times by Sheik. Uh, Yay. We're going to get this one. 79 pence at the time from uh, John Menzies in Swansea. Look at that. Absolutely fantastic. Yucky tar. 
Alan's showing us a clear vinyl 12 inch single. You watching in black and white at home. <laughs> um, this has sold more copies than probably most other disco 12 inch singles. Five million, they reckoned at the time they'd sold. Um, what can you say about Chic? It's one of those tracks, as soon as you hear it. <laughs> Good times. I mean, it's brilliant. I mean, who, yeah. can, who would not want to get up and dance to this? For, the, for those of you watching in black and white, Alan was playing the bass guitar there. I mean, the neck was well, I'm not. Well, that's actually not a word. Yeah. <laughs> Oh no, Bernard Edwards played the bass. Bernard, didn't he? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Bernard Edwards. I mean, it's a fantastic uh, song um, from start to finish. You get people up, you can get interaction, you can, you know, chat it to the to the to the audience while they're dancing away there. Um, and they're gonna react to you, whatever whatever stage of the evening it is. They want to have a good time. They're clapping away. Fantastic. It's a floor filler. It's often preceded by the Sister Sledge track, We Are Family, because on that 12-inch, yeah, which is over, over eight minutes itself, it actually comes to a stop, and then you can grind in straight away the, the mix of the start of Good Time. Brilliant. Um, it's it's got to be one of the best disco tracks has ever been. Um, go out and dance to it, kids. <laughs> Do, do you know who uh, Sheik tried to sue for ripping off Good Times? Oh. Go on. There'll be people shouting at their the radios no. now. Another one bites the dust. Correct. Uh, yeah. Yeah, they tried to, try to take Queen to the cleaners for another one bites the dust. Um, yeah. John Deacon wrote it, the bass guitarist. And uh, he said, nah, never heard of it. Never heard of Secret Times. <laughs> <laughs> he was obviously lying. But, uh, uh, it's a classic. Um, if I was doing a disco tonight, that would be one of my first that I would be getting out of the box. All around the years, mate. Would play it. I was playing it last night with a little bell. I wasn't. Uh, I've done my legging. My, knee, my, left, my, my right kneecap has locked. Oh. Um, not so good times. Not so good times. <laughs> so I could just about struggle to put it on my gramophone, but I couldn't have a good time dancing around. I could just <laughs> do the actions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's a great song. Um, everybody's, all four of us here, danced to it at one stage. Absolutely. Yeah. That got the nod over the freak then, did it? Because the freak's a classic as well. The freak, yeah. yeah. Got that in a nice uh, orangey, yellowy twelve-inch vinyl. Yeah. I mean, this is um, this is what disco music, you know, why it became so popular because everybody could go out and get stuff like this, play it at home. This this was a single, remember? You know, this wasn't yeah. an LP. Yeah, this was the attraction, and you know, you've got some great, you know, look at that for seventy-nine pence, brand new. <laughs> that we get out. <laughs> Unbelievable. <laughs> Unbelievable. <laughs> Alan, you, you, Mr. Turner. <laughs> well, actually, it ties in very nicely insofar as um, the, the the song that I'm putting on first, it 
it was released late 78, but has actually charted in 79. And in the States, it was kept from hitting number one by Le Freak, by Chic. Uh, uh, and, and then also Do You Think I'm Sexy by Rod Stewart, then stole ahead of it and got into it, got, got ahead of it. Um, it did get to number one in the UK. Um, it was that particular band's biggest ever hit. Um, and it's one of fewer than 40 singles to have sold more than 10 million uh, worldwide. So it's very, very high. It's uh, very popular. It gets used at lots of events, sporting events. Unfortunately, he we don't talk about in the States. He used it for a little while and you probably start thinking, knowing the song I mean. It's, uh, there was a world record set in, 19, or in 2009 when 44,000 people danced this song. Uh, and of course, I'm talking none other than YMCA by the Village People. Oh, <laughs> yes. yeah. I knew somebody yeah. would have it. <laughs> got, gotta I have it. David to pick that one. Gotta have it. Gotta have it. Um, so, look, we we all know the song very well. I suppose for me, and then Darren, you you tell me you'll have seen this. Of course, everyone starts throwing the shapes, don't they? They try doing the letters, and oh, it's just yeah. not fair trying to do those after you've had a couple of drinks. No, with, with, your, with your arms. Oh, with yeah, the end is impossible after a few. Something like that. So the tip to everyone is ju just do heads, shoulders, knees and toes. You won't fall over. You won't make a fool of yourself. No one will notice. Um, and you can still enjoy a bop whilst you're doing it. Yeah. Absolutely. Nice tongue, young man. <laughs> yeah. Good, yeah, who good Who'd have thought all these years later that a song by a red Indian and a policeman? <laughs> no, <laughs> construction cool. worker. Yeah, a construction yeah. worker. Brilliant. Brilliant. Yeah, classic. Oh, yeah, great song. Guys, I think yeah. we're keeping people on the dance floor. Spinning around yeah. again. Mark, you've got to keep them going. Okay, so the next one starts off like this. Pack it up, pack it in, let me oh, begin. Oh. I came to win. Battle me, that's a sin. I won't ever slack up. Punk, you better back up. Try and play the role. And you owe the whole crew act up. It is, of course, House of Pain, Jump Around. Really? And uh, that was, I think, released in 92. And uh, DJ Muggs of Cypress Hill uh, produced it. I think, I'm, I'm not sure if it was the only hit for House of Pain, but it was easily the biggest hit for House of Pain. And in Ireland, and I'm sure in Scotland and England and Wales, it filled it certainly filled the dance floors for us. And uh, all you did really was jump around, yeah. jump around and bash into people, <laughs> and uh, you know, fight and break out and what have you. But it was it was a very cathartic tune, especially towards the end of the night when you'd had a few pints. Yeah. This came on, and you didn't care where you landed after you jumped. So. Brilliant. That's going to be number two for me. Slightly different to YMCA. I don't think it would follow YMCA, no. but with him and a bash. <laughs> I was just going to say it could. <laughs> That's brilliant. The, the disco version of Pogoing. <laughs> yeah. 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 Yeah, what a great song. From those opening notes with a bam, 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 and then you're off. It's off. Yeah. yeah. Amazing. I, I, I keep thinking in my head, I've been very blessed to have been to New York uh, 
four, four times, three, four times, four times. And I'd love to go to a, an Irish pub, an Irish bar in, in New York, uh, in Brooklyn or something, and just bop about to this, stick it on the jukebox and, and do it for real. Because I think the, the video to it had that kind of scene, you know, um, it could have been Boston, maybe, but um, yeah. yeah, I'd love to do that. Just for the hell of it, just to say I did it. Yeah, yeah. I seem to remember having been at a, a, a works Christmas do in in Dublin, and I was kind of shocked. I think most people were just lounging around, not doing anything, and some of the the cooler guys were there just knocking back some some whiskies and cigars, and all of a sudden this came on, and that was it. There's was, was most dust left as they all piled onto the floor. Let me go again. Is that what it goes to the rap mark? Can you do the rap, the rap properly? Pack it up, pack it in, let me begin. Okay, you know what? Let, let's let's yeah. leave it there. <laughs> Maybe the whole thing should be like then all hell let loose. Yeah. yeah. Brilliant. Yeah, it's it starts off it's kinda of like a howling siren at the start. Yeah. Or tru- like trumpet, like loud, isn't it? Yeah. And then it breaks into the then it breaks into it with a like a screen. And then, and then the bass comes in. Cool. Yeah, Very cool. Good choice. Okay, Darren, you, you don't have to pretend you're following that because I don't know if you can, really. No, nothing can follow that. Well, actually, this one probably could. Um, I'm not going to sing it or rap it, but um, so lyrically, this song, the, the lead singer of this band wrote this song about um, his own jealousy and paranoia. Um, he walked into a bar in Las Vegas and found his girlfriend was cheating on him. Um, he said, I was asleep and I knew something was wrong. I had these instincts. I went to the Crown and Anchor in Vegas and my girlfriend was there with another guy. Um, this song is unbelievable. It gets everybody singing along. It's not, it's not Sorry, unbelievable. I'm just writing that down. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> unbelievable. <laughs> unbelievable, Jeff. Um, everybody sings along to this song. It's normally, if I am DJing, I normally put it on towards the end of the night. It's possibly even the last song of the night. Um, I couldn't believe it when I was looking it up earlier. And I, it's nearly 20 years old. The song is about 18 years old and probably as popular as it ever was when people are a little bit pissed, as they say. <laughs> um, it is Mr. Brightside by The Killers from really? 2003. Originally released in 2003. Um, and re-released in the year after because it actually didn't take off initially so it took a second release when the album hot fuss came out it took that second release to make it big um it spent five years in the uk singles chart which is unbelievable as well there it is again 260 weeks in the charts absolutely amazing um a little fun fact for you it's become a firm favorite with the Michigan Wolverines football fans in the Michigan Stadium. Um, 100,000 people sing along to it in the fourth quarter of every single game. <laughs> uh, there you go. So that's the one. So it's um, the video actually is a really good as well. The video, the second video they made in 2004 um, kind of parodies the Moulin Rouge and it's got Eric Roberts, the American actor, right. and Isabella yeah. Miko in it. Julia's um, brother. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I think that helped them to um, elevate some stardom in the US as well. Brilliant. But yeah, Mr. Brightside by the Killers, brilliant song to end the night with. Yeah, great tune. And it's here on my list 
Ah. It didn't quite make the top four, but it's definitely on my list. I, I think the, the lyrics in that so, uh, song are really powerful. And yeah, uh, yeah <laughs> if you've been there, it, it really conjures up uh, t- uh, Tommy churning memories. And uh, I think, I think, well, I have. I've, I've been there anyway, but... Um, you know, now I'm falling asleep and she's calling the cab yeah. while he's having a smoke. And now they're going to bed and my stomach is sick. It's just like, oh yeah, yeah, it's all it's all coming down around you. Yeah. But it's it's an absolute belter. Getting getting on the dance floor about one. Yeah, I love it. Yeah. Brilliant. That's great. I think I saw them in yes. two thousand and seven in Belfast. Um, oh yeah. I think I was yeah, but probably similar time. I saw them supporting you too as well, I think. Uh, Okay. Wembley or Twickenham, somewhere around there, then. But yeah, yeah. really good, really good live band as well. Yeah, really are. There we go, another good one. We're keeping them going, guys. Okay, what's next up then, Alan? Right, it's another floor filler. Um, it was this song, uh, again, it's, this is 1979. I think it was a bit later in 1979 than um, Sheep Good Time. Uh, but this. This song originally started off with the title, I don't believe you want to get up and dance, bracket, oops, close bracket. And uh, I don't think they thought that was uh, catchy enough. <laughs> so they changed it uh, to uh, uh, these three brothers who wrote it, Charlie, Ronnie and Robert Wilson. Um, they're an R&B and funk band, better known as the Gap Band. And uh, the song is Oops Upside Your Head. So Oops Upside Your Head. Um, instantly recognisable from just those first few words. And then the rest of the 8 minutes 31 is spent on the dance floor, but it's not dancing as you would know it. It's spent sitting on the floor in a rowing action. You have rows of people three or four rows, depending on how much people are at the disco. Um, and they start, you get down and you just do the rowing action, going back and forth. And it's, uh, it goes on for eight minutes, 30 seconds, uh, 31 seconds. And it's brilliant because everybody's going side, side to side. It's got all uh, uh, some nursery rhymes in it. And a great fall. Jack and Joe went up the hill and had a little fun. No, there's something about a sun because you've got to take a pill. But it's obviously um, a lot more professionally sang than I've just re- relayed it. Um, yeah, it's it started off apparently um, as clubs in and pubs in Romford and Southend. So you're in the Essex, you know, part of the world. And, um, you know, instead of dancing around the handbags, they'll got on the floor and did this rowing action. It was incredible. I think it's only done in uh, uh, like that in the UK. I don't think they do that anywhere else in the world. But um, yeah, it was a great, uh, great song. Um, and uh, great, again, yeah, again, a fourth, an instant floor filler. You put it on. You know, people are going to just, they just let me on the dance floor. I want to be first. I want to be in the front row. And then you get the pervy ones who want to be in the middle, you know, like in the middle of two girls, you know. Um, you know. <laughs> uh, and uh, it's, uh, 
it's again for me it's a classic <laughs> you know people would often you know you get requests oh can you come will you play this will you play that and you go, oh yeah yeah of course you don't but this is one if somebody comes up and says you're gonna can you play the back the, the gap band you, you're gonna play it and um yeah. interestingly um I found out from my research that the writers of this tune actually had their names added to the writing credits for Mark Ronson's um, mm -hmm. single Uptown Funk. That's good. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, yeah, so they're coining that in on the back of that. But yes, great, great track. And um, it's a four filler. Brilliant. Out on a lovely. Uh, for those watching in black and white. <laughs> and white. Yeah, okay. and uh, nice. a lovely Mercury Records label, which is obviously part of the uh, Polygram Records group. Uh, as long as you didn't wear light coloured, as long as you didn't wear light coloured trousers when you went to the, and you started sitting on the floor to this. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that's when you, you feel. Oh no, um, I shouldn't have done that. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I got fond memories and uh, of playing that, and and it's um, yeah, classic. Mm. Fulfilling music, and it's really fun trying to watch people get up afterwards after too many sherbets. <laughs> it is. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. my god. <laughs> yeah, you play that a lot, then, Daz. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, with it's, if it's people, some people say they don't want any sort of cheesy music anymore at any of their nights. But if people want cheese, they get cheese, and that's definitely yeah. it. Yeah. yeah, you can't. You need you need a bit of cheese on there. Well, you need a, you need a song whereby you um, legally can sit between two gorgeous girls, you know. <laughs> yeah, that is true. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Must have played that. Most you don't want to try that. You don't want to try that today, mate, with your knee. No, I wouldn't be able to today. <laughs> I'd have to get a sick note. Well, you'd never get up. <laughs> no, no. Oops! Up, no, just oops upside your leg. So oops upside your leg. <laughs> Just be oops, wouldn't it? <laughs> oops. Yeah, no, so uh, that's my second uh, choice. Cool. Over well to you, Mr. Turner. Okay, so I'm going with this one. Um, this artist, he had um, many successful albums, uh, quite a few reincarnations, and then hit a bit of a pause where he then started doing some musical collaborations, appeared in some films. Um, he changed contracts. He, he left RCA as he they'd fallen out with each other. Um, signed with EMI. This was uh, late '82, and decided he wanted to have a, another fresh start. So um, who did he choose? Nile Rogers. We're coming back to Chic um, to co-produce the next record. And look, there's been many documentaries are, are around both of the artists and the collaboration produced Let's Dance by David Bowie. Um, came out in, in 83. Um, it was one of his most successful songs. And it was also, incredibly, the one that catapulted him into superstar status. I think he had well-liked, well, well well-loved by lots of people, but there he had a song that was credibly one that people would dance to um, on, on the dance floor, could be played in the discos. And a... a Two friends and I, we had some birthday celebrations that year and luckily the single came out in, in the March. The album came out in the April and we had a, a nightclub that we'd rented and had a party for the three of us. And I can still pic picture people 
singing and dancing to this one in the middle. Um, this was in Staines. I can't remember the name of the nightclub. I'm sure Patrick Moore will remind me of the name. So he worked over the river from it. Always try and find a way to get David Bowie into here. And I think he's got such a big repertoire. It's not normally too hard. Uh, so, you know, for me, that's one which I would be very happy to get up on the dance floor and boogie to. Yes, a classic. Um, great 12-inch single. Uh, I think the version on the 12-inch is actually the same as on the album as well. Um, same length, something like the 7 minutes 35. Yeah. Uh, but again, it's got a, you know, a great start again. As soon as you hear Bowie going, ah. Yeah. That's it, you've got time to put your point down <laughs> uh, so. uh, and make your way onto the dance floor, you know, with the first uh, first few words going off. And uh, great, again, against uh, some great guitar playing by Nile Rogers on that. Yeah, yeah, I think yeah, he did. Can't, can't fault it. You think of David Bowie in there, he's, he's, he's so eclectic uh, with, with his music and, and Let's Dance is just one of those one of those songs that uh, yeah you you would you would love to get up to. Mm. We're just gonna have to have a big disco after this, aren't we? After this lockdown, we'll get all these tunes together, yeah. and we'll yeah. we'll, we'll all head, head over to Alan's. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Great. He can sit he, he can sit there in his, his chair with his cropped knee and <laughs> spin the tunes. Spin the tunes. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Not off. <laughs> Not off. Not off. Mate. Sounds Pop like figures. sounds like fun. Yeah, no, that's a, that was, um, a record store day actually brought out a demo sort of version of that a few years ago. That's really interesting. That's worth checking out because it is slightly different. Um, right. Yeah, very good. Yeah, worth, worth worth seeking out. That is, and it's got a different cover to the original as well. So, yeah, nice one. Brilliant, brilliant. Okay. Um, halfway through our playlist, and Mark, you're starting the second half for us, please. Yeah, this this is a song that came out in uh, 2008. It would be considered an up-tempo dance pop R&B disco bounce, and um, I, I absolutely love it. And I love this this uh, this lady. I think she's absolutely fantastic. She her her. Alter Ego is known as Sasha Fierce, it's Beyonce, and it's uh, single ladies. Um, should I put a ring on it? I don't know why I love it, but I do. And uh, every time I hear it, I just want to pop away to um I think she's a hugely talented individual. Um, and, uh, you know, there's plenty of, plenty of mileage in her yet. Uh, this this single itself, I think, won three Grammy Awards, uh, including Song of the Year back in 2008, and it topped the US Billboard chart for four weeks and went quadruple platinum. And uh, she's not just a, she's not just a wonderful singer, and she she wrote this as well. She actually wrote this. Um, it was about a relationship. I don't know why it was with Jay Z. Must have been with Jay Z. But uh, she's not just a, a great singer and songwriter but uh, she she stands up she's uh, she epitomizes what is strong uh, in in uh, in a woman and uh, yeah this is going to number 3 wow. uh, uh, oh, uh, uh, oh. <laughs> and there's no one that's, and, 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 yeah and, and uh, yeah I do part over the video 
<laughs> yeah, brilliant. <laughs> Especially if it's a night where you've got um, a group of girls or a group of women, they absolutely love that night. They get crazy for it. Yeah. yeah, yeah, really good tune. Yeah, I was gonna say, it, you must have seen how. So, I was to say, is this one of the ones that has become the sort of the, the leading new new dance floor filler? There must be a few that are up there. Yeah, I think so. I mean, probably was maybe not for the last four or five years. It seems to have gone off the board slightly. Again, depending on the type of night, it's all about, as Alan would know, being a DJ, it's all about sort of judging the room seeing what your crowd are, what they're into. And if you've got the right sort of crowd in, yeah, absolutely, it'll fill the dance floor up. Yeah, really good choice, Mark. That's brilliant. Yeah, no worries. Come on um, in, come on in, Darren. Yeah, we're back to me. Yep. <clears throat> okay, so I've gone for um, an English synth pop duo. Uh, this song was a massive hit in 1981. Um, one half of this pop duo actually worked in the 1960s, worked in a nightclub in the cloakroom. And he heard this song playing, um, it's a cover version again, but he heard this song playing during a 60s night. And originally it was a song by a lady called Gloria Jones, who was a girlfriend of Mark Bolan at the time. Um, and the song was called Tainted Love. Um, this is, of course, Mark Bolan and David Ball. Uh, sorry, what did I say? Mark, Mark, Mark Almond is what you said. Yeah, I'm sure you did. Oh, I know I got that wrong. And apparently Mark Almond came running out of the cloakroom, straight up to the DJ, and he said, what is, what's this song? What is this song? I need to know. I need to obviously learn what the song was, decided to cover it. Um, Soft Cell themselves in 1981 obviously released the single Memorabilia, which flopped massively. Um, the record company, Phonogram, gave them one more opportunity. They said, right, you've got one more song, or you're out, that's it. Which potentially could have been the end of their career. Um, they decided to record the cover version, which I guess was a gamble. But they did Tainted, Tainted Love, and obviously had a massive hit with it. Hit in 17 countries, uh, even a number eight single in the United States, which was phenomenal. And just launched them on a massive upwards trajectory, as we know. Um, it was helped in the UK by a really good performance on top of the pops. Um, and not, they never look back. I mean, Mark Almond's still performing now, I believe. But great song. And it's, it kind of, I guess, on, a, on a, a disco night, you've got an 80s night where it would obviously be in there. You've also got, if you want a sort of 80s section, if you're trying to please everybody you've got in the audience or hopefully on the dance floor, it was a great song to start an 80s section before you go into more 80s stuff like The Cure and... B-52s and all that sort of thing. I won't say too much in case you guys have got these lined up. Um, but yeah, Tainted Love. Absolutely. Fills a dance floor in the right night. Yeah, I think I've yep. mentioned this before on a previous uh, podcast not too long ago, I think. Yeah, when we were doing the covers. Which oh, yeah. Is, um, it get, it um, goes into Where do I, where Did My Love Go? Yeah. Where did my, yeah. Uh, the Diana Ross. Was, yeah. Wasn't it? Was it Supremes? Supremes on that, I think. Supremes, yeah, Supremes. Yeah, and I say the twelve-inch version um, is superb. Um, and the B side, you've got the dub, the dub version as well, uh, which is basically instrumental. But yeah, fantastic. And I used to play like uh, start off with Soft Cell, then do Gloria Jones, then yeah. do the um, then starts, then start off again with uh, Soft Cell doing. 
Where Did Our Love Go? And then finish with the Supremes version of Where Did Our Love Go? So you could keep them on the dance floor for a good 20 minutes with that. Yeah. You know, basically two songs. And uh, yeah, people really enjoyed that. And I think they still do. And uh, I was actually playing it on CD um, only last last Friday. Okay. And um, uh, from the box set, um, the soft cell box set uh, that came out a couple of years ago. Um, and and it, the remastered version is just fantastic. Fantastic. It's got, um, I mean, the, you know, the, the synth drum start on that is, is unbelievable. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I, I love soft cell. And uh, they're actually just um, putting together a, a new album. They've got, they've just written 20 songs. Oh, and so there's a new album on the way, yeah. Ah, cool. Excellent. Yeah. Worth listening to. Yeah, I, I think I, I picked Tainted Love as uh, one of my four favourite cover versions. So oh, it, I huh? think, yeah. yeah. Tainted Love now gets the accolade of the first song to appear on two of our podcasts. It's a, it's yeah. a great, great tune. It's a, fantastic cover of the original and uh yeah it it conjures up many memories of going to the arena in uh, in armagh and dancing to this this tune yeah. and trying to look and trying to look um hip <laughs> <laughs> it does it's one of those that takes you right back to the early 80s doesn't it you yeah, can, it really does you yeah. can remember where you listened to it and where you danced to it and, yeah, yeah. No, great yeah. i remember when it originally came out Oh, in, in Northern Ireland, we were just catching up with you by about 10 years. We were, <laughs> <laughs> it was just coming out to us. You, you guys had it in 81. I think we would have had it in 91. Great choice. Great choice. Coming in, Alan. Okay, then I'm going uh, 1982. This was again, June 1982. Um, it's one of those... As soon as you hear the beginning of it, you know what it is. Um, when, when, the, when, the, when the vocalist says, poor old Johnny Ray sounded sad upon the radio. And uh, it's a classic, of course, by uh, Dexy's Midnight Runners and the Emerald Express, to give them their full title in this. Uh, Come on, Eileen, written by Kevin Rowland, Big Jimmy Patterson and Billy Andrews. Clocks in only four minutes twelve in four minutes twelve seconds as a single released on the Mercury Phonogram stable. Um, it was an enormous hit throughout the world, UK, US, Australia, and you can't fail to want to dance to it. It's not my favourite Dexy song by any stretch of the imagination, but if you want to get somebody on the dance floor, and you can get, you know, from your youngsters, you can get your your middle age, you can get your your grandmas and grand even your grandmas and granddads know this. Um, and you know, it's uh, it's actually based on a true story. Um, the, this girl Eileen um, was a girl who Kevin grew up with, um, and uh, it was one of his first. Um, sort of uh, like sexual relationships. He was only about 13 at the time, but he, he says that, you know, they did, you know, have, um, you know. And, um, but he was, because of his upbringing, and Mark, you'll know a bit about this, um, you know, a Catholic altar boy. And uh, he's been, 
by his, by his parents, I suppose, has been uh, and just the general taboo um, considered anything sex, you know, out of wedlock is normally considered to be, you know, dirty. Um, but uh, so here is Kevin. He's trying to come to terms and um, almost uh, having a problem with what he wants to do and what he's really what he should do. And um, he says that. Uh, you in that dress, my thoughts, I confess, verge on dirty. Now, when you're dancing, you know, 10, 30, 11 o'clock in the evening, you haven't got a clue what he's saying in the words. You're just um, having a great time. But the true story of this, it not only was it a fantastic single, it was a true story and the thin line between love and lust. Mm. Um Great, great band. Saw them round about that time um, in uh, Kilburn, the ballroom at Kilburn High Road uh, in London. And uh, they were fantastic. Um, my wife, I don't know how she did this, got away with this. Um, their first album, um, Searching for the Untold Rebels, she actually held the master tape. Um, we had a um, a uh, colleague who worked for the bank in the bank uh, halls of residence. She also doubled up as like almost, almost like their manager. And so one day the whole band just came around the hostel. And I don't know where I was, but the next minute I was told, well, Julie said to me, you never guess what I've been doing with Kevin Rowland. Like, Bloody <laughs> hell. Come on, Julie, or come on, Eileen. <laughs> I hadn't even written that yet. Um, but yeah. Um, held the master tapes for the, for the album. So a great band. I continue to love them. Kevin, um, he's, he's, a, he's different. This was very, very um, commercial uh, from the album To Rai Ai. Um, when I saw them live in 2016, I think it was, in London, they didn't play anything off it. In fact, they hardly played anything off um, the Young Soul Rebels, even Gino was played with a kind of almost like a kid creole in the co coconut type way um they tend to disown it um but yeah kevin he's he's unique and um yeah and I, I just love dexy and it's a definite floor filler yeah absolutely yep. a lot of artists do that as well don't they they tend to move away from their kind of really early works just so i guess maybe they get bored of playing it do you think do you think that's part of the um maybe maybe they can't re replicate it anymore because obviously the, the the sound on this here you know this single is um you know it's it's um, like a it's um folk i was gonna say very folky isn't it with lots of folk, people yeah, in the band uh, you know well, and obviously it's got celtic obviously it's got the celtic um, you know, undertones as well, you know, with um, the, the way that the, the violin played. And uh, yeah, so a great song. Yeah. I'm so so glad you chose that. It's on, it's on my list of 10, 12. And it is, I didn't want to be predictable. Uh, you know, the bog trotting Irishman choosing Come On Eileen. <laughs> even, even though I th he, he's from Kilburn, isn't he? Which is, which is basically mini Ireland in the middle of London. <laughs> uh, Usually, they're from the Midlands. From oh, the Midlands. Yeah. They're, they're right. from the Midlands, yeah. yeah. Not surprising, Kilburn, though. 
Yeah. No. does a lot of stuff. I know you said it's only four minutes, 12 seconds, but depending on how much you've had to drink, that can be yeah. like four minutes, 12 <laughs> seconds when you're dancing to it. Oh, exactly. totally matters you. Yeah, because yeah. obviously it gets the so far, then it goes, come on, I leave to do, I come on, I leave to do, and then you go, oh, I leave. Yeah, and then it gets really fast at the end, doesn't it? Okay, yeah. yeah, it's a great song. It's a great to dance to song. I love watching yeah. faces of people dancing to it, and you're thinking <laughs> they all want to be there. But some of them are thinking, how much longer is that? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yeah, great choice there. Uh, for I, yeah, for I was that soldier. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, that's got us in pretty much everything I DJ. It has to be. Yeah. Normally after 11, but. <laughs> yeah. Good choice. Brilliant. Brilliant. Right. So we're. Over to you, Dave. Yeah, we're getting, working our way through them now. Um, Looking for a little bit of inspiration for some other ideas and um, for for what to put in here. And I really was going to put in one that I had for the end of my 40th birthday, but it wouldn't have been a floor filler because we we asked, or a friend of mine, Mark and I, we asked for Freebird, which was put on as the last song. The, the DJ managed, he happened to have a live version, so we had... 14 minutes of air guitar and then by the the last 10 minutes it was just the two of us um playing along with that one so um not going to put that one in but there's i think a lot of us have had number of choices that we could have put in that there's a lot that we haven't talked about you know you've got i don't know um you've got the likes of whitney houston you know i want to dance with somebody happy um, one which I nearly put in was It's Raining Men by the Weather Girls. Um, but in the end, I decided to, go, <laughs> decided to go with ABBA and Dancing Queen. Um, of course, in, uh, in season one of our podcast, Darren and I were fortunate enough to, uh, to meet and interview uh, Stanley Van Weimersch, who's written several books about them, um, a great ABBA know so much and I think even when we met him um, he would then had an invite didn't he to go to uh, I think was it Frida's birthday party so someone very much in the know yeah it was on there uh, look there, there's plenty of songs we can have to put up there but we need to cater for all of the the tastes and I think get something uh, Abba obviously had a new lease of life hasn't haven't they since um, Mamma Mia came out it's always been a classic for a lot of people but if you put dancing queen on you have people up dancing and, in, and bopping and enjoying themselves uh, and you just need to remember two words so i love it yeah i, I just nearly went in to my four um cool i remember buying a single um on the epic label i think it was the in those days i think it was yellow could have been orange. I remember buying it, playing them for deck. Um, there was nothing to sort of touch them at that time. They, you're right. And the songwriters, you know, they're, they're, they'll, they're going to be listened to and danced to for a long, 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 long time after X4 are gone. If, if they're just going to, you know, they're going to be like, they're like the Beatles. Who's going to forget about 
Yeah, yeah, completely agree. Completely agree. I, it wouldn't be, you know, I love, I love ABBA, um, and I, I think my, my favorite tune of theirs is "The Winner Takes It All." Oh yeah. And uh, I quite like, I quite like "Mamma Mia." Dancing Queen is the type of song. If I was at a wedding, uh, if I was sitting with Alan Jones having a beer, just having recovered from Dexys, <laughs> I don't know if I'd get up the Dancing Queen because some, I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong here. Maybe I'm completely wrong. But I think more women get up for that song. Absolutely. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Definitely, yeah. And then, yeah, I found myself at times getting up for Dancing Queen and going, I'm not enjoying this. (laughs) Even though I love this song, (laughs) I'm just like, oh, okay, well, I'm surrounded by women. Fantastic. But it's not fantastic because I'm absolutely smashed. (laughs) 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 So I need to sit down again. Thought you'd be having the time of your life. Oh, uh, well, I, 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 well yes. very good. I would if it was a, if it was, um, preceded by "Oops, upside your head." <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. No, I'm the same, Mark. I, I wouldn't really get up for Dancing Queen unless I got dragged up by my wife or something like that. Um, I've just never really been a fan of ABBA. Um, in a big way, I appreciate them. You know, they're fantastic. But you know when a an artist or a band just doesn't connect with you, really. They're, I'm yeah. a bit like that with them. I can appreciate what they've done. Um, and that's actually, that's one of the tunes that I play, but really don't like playing. <laughs> I'll know what to request next time, then. <laughs> yeah. It's like, I, I hope another of you guys have got this, but it's like Brown Eyed Girl. Now, yeah. I've, Van Morrison, I think, is, is an absolute genius uh, with some of the stuff that he's come out with uh once he once he left them he could some wonderful stuff brown eyed girl it's a bit like bohemian rhapsody it's played to death you know and yeah and uh, when brown eyed girl comes on people think oh mark will get up for that no no i won't <laughs> absolutely not yeah i think some, I some th- folks seem to like it some i, folk, I think that'd yes. be a theme for another podcast it's songs by artists you love that you hate <laughs> yeah, 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 good one. Yeah, that would be a good one. Brown Eyed Girl is one. I, I must admit, if I play that, I'd play it at kind of 8 8 30, just early yeah. on before people are up. You know, I think yeah. it's fantastic. I love it. Yeah, do you? <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah, that's why I still play it, but just I don't I don't play it in the kind of optimum slot. No, no, oh, no, I wouldn't do yeah. either. I wouldn't do. No. Okay, Mark, come on. You know, obviously, there's a few people sitting down now having. That that or just got the women yeah. up there at the moment, sit dancing to to Dancing Queen apparently. So um, what are you going to put on? Well, it's without bouquets. <laughs> so all the, <laughs> so all the girls, all the girls have had their dance, and uh, all the lads are sitting there thinking they want another stomper, they want another kind of jump arounds. And this is quite unique in that a, a bit like House of Pain and a bit like with uh, Oops Upside Your Head, you dance a certain way when the song comes on. Um, uh, this was actually, this surprised me when I did my bit of research, was a B-side um, in 1964 for a guy called Prince Buster. And uh, it was a B-side for his single Al Capone. It was then covered in 1980 by one of my favourite bands. Um, it was our first ever video as well. There's Ska and it's Madness. And the song is one step beyond. And uh, I think 
when this comes on, well, guys, guys in, in, in my circle anyway would get up and go a bit mental to it. Um, it's, a, it's a call out, while, whilst I'm mentioning it, it's um, a call out to a good friend of mine, Alan Stenhouse, who's, who's a huge specials uh, and uh, Madness fan. And uh, it takes me back to a gig we went to in Glasgow. And uh, I just, I've never felt as knackered, absolutely <laughs> wrecked after a gig. Uh, it lasted almost three hours and we just didn't stop, just did not stop. Uh, so one step beyond goes in, uh, and of course you remember the um, the opening <laughs> you know, the opening line. Hey, you don't watch that. Watch this. This is a heavy, heavy monster sound. The naughtiest sound around. So if you've come in off the feet street and you're beginning to feel the heat, well, listen, Buster, you better start to move your feet, and then it just blasts into this craziness. Um, I love it. So that's that's in at number four. That's squeezed out Mr. Brightside and come on, Eileen. Brilliant. Deserves to as well. There's always people that want a bit of madness, a bit of scar, a bit of the specials or the beat. I t- try and tend to kind of merge those together if I can. But yeah, there's yeah. always a group. Men or women, generally men, I guess, predominantly men. <laughs> but yeah, you put those on and people go crazy on the dance floor. Yeah, really good yeah. choice. Brilliant. Yeah, you're right about the, the way in which you dance to it. Yeah. <laughs> it's proper, you, you know, like, you, you just, everyone turns into sugs when yeah. this, this tune comes on. Uh, doing that kind of robotic, uh, it's hard to describe, but uh, guys yeah. who, like my mate Alan, who frequent um, ska gigs, they know how to do it. They have perfected it. been to a ska gig. gig. Oh, they're great. I, I, I had a pork pie hat as well. Do you? <laughs> yeah. Pork pie hat. Brilliant. I bought it actually just for that gig. And um, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's about somewhere it's in somewhere. Oh. Imagine a pork pie hat on this head. You know? Yeah. This is a 61 circumference. And some. <laughs> <laughs> a mix between Michael Ball and Suggs. Yeah. Bless you. Oh, Thanks, oh, Alan. Oh, 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 love, 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 everything. We we need to move on, clearly. That's a really good choice, Darren, Darren, save us. Uh, am I going to follow that again? Is it have, you, have you been Have you been drinking, Alan? Like it is only five as well. You just top it up from last it's, night. It's my normal persona. <laughs> I'm constantly pissed. Yeah. <laughs> Darren, take us away from this. Right. Yeah. Let's move on from Alan. Right. Right. From my my final choice then. Uh, so this one, I'm not going to teach you too much on this because it's just a massive song. It would probably come in just before Mr. Brightside, towards the end of the night. Uh, it's from a 1978 album. This song was released in 1979, and it's Don't Stop Me Now by Queen. I'm sure Mark will be a massive fan of this one, as will probably all of you. Um, so, yeah, from, from the album Jazz from 1978, written by Mr. Mercury himself. Um, obviously, the song starts and builds on Freddie's piano playing and vocals. And you've got John Deacon and Roger Taylor that join in, and it's just, uh, and it's 
builds and builds and it just reaches such a crescendo. Um, it gets everyone singing on the dance floor, especially at the end. Um, with a woo, woo, woo. <laughs> that was a tune, but yeah. Anyway, um, but Brian May apparently was never a fan of this song, and um, he felt that the song celebrated the hedonistic and dangerous lifestyle that Freddie was leading at the time, um, and he struggled with the lyrics because it was about this difficult period in his life when he was taking a lot of drugs and being very promiscuous. Um, so Brian May, not a fan. I don't know if he's changed his mind now over the years. One would assume he might well have done. Um, but that was sort of back at the time he said that. Well, um, and the film, this song's just grown in popularity. It's been used in films, commercials, TV shows. It had a bit of a rebirth when it was used in Shaun of the Dead as well. It oh, yeah. revealed it to a new generation. Um, brilliant, brilliant song. Yeah. What can you say? What can you say? I mean, I have to chip in first. Uh, this this song actually before I got massively into Queen I must have been about nine nine maybe ten and an advert came on back back home in, in Ireland for David and know this uh, club club orange oh, yeah. and uh, club orange is like potato crisps over and over in uh, Northern Ireland and uh, the, the, it was a bunch of school kids running through these corridors mm-hmm. um, and it was for the for this club orange juice uh, it's a bit like it's it's almost like it's like iron brew in scotland you know okay and yeah, uh, my local my local butchers yeah um jerry's um he's, he's from ireland and he stocks it the club orange yeah excellent so big call out to jerry so they're running through and then um, the song the song's playing and i'm thinking oh that is fantastic it's such a good beat to it and the guitar at the uh, the guitar in the middle of it as well and it turns out that it's Queen, but I can understand. Yeah, Mer- Mercury started getting really promiscuous. I guess well, he was he was getting into the drugs about 77, 78. Mm-hmm. and uh, Brian was quite straight laced, you know, like the pint of Guinness. And you could you, you have got lines of a racing car passing by, like Lady Godiva, and um, I'm a sex machine ready to reload. I mean, that's all about Mercury, you know. But what a what a song, yeah, yeah, love it. You, can, you can't you can't help. But feel fantastic after you've heard that song. Yeah, yeah. That's that's me anyway. That's me. No, no, <laughs> I think there's nods all around on that one. Or yeah, cheers. No, you, yeah, it's a great song. Great. Well, you know I'm a Queen fan, so yeah. Okay. I don't think I've ever played that at a disco though. Oh wow! Next time you're at a disco, request it and see what happens. Yeah, well, see, see, that's why that's why Darren's still a DJ, mate. <laughs> yeah, well, come to us all. See, that's the thing, actually. Matthew. I was, I was thinking about this. This is a really weird thing. When, when I was sort of trying to put these four together, look, there's so many songs that have been massive. It made well, probably these are probably in the last 15, 20 years, but they don't last long. They're around for three or four years. I like I came up with things like Blurred Lines and Get Lucky and Gangnam Style and Shake It Off and Bruno Mars. All, all these things. If I played them now, you'd get a couple of people dancing, going, oh, I remember this one. But they were massive at the time. So it's been trying to find four that have been massive for years and years and probably will be for the next few decades, you know. That's a tricky thing. But yeah, that one's definitely up there. Alan's got a cracker coming up now. Yeah. um, What can I say about this one? it's probably not 
everybody's favourite, um, probably because, and I think in a lot of cases, people actually know the song, but they might not know who it's by. But um, when they hear the words, if you see a pet faded sign at the side of the road that says 15 miles to the love shack, it turns people nut mental. Yeah. And um, of course, it's Love Shack by the B-52s. Came out in June 1989. Uh, was taken from uh, from the album Cosmic Thing. Uh, B-52s. Um, I'll be honest, one of my favourite bands. Uh, very underrated. Um, from Athens, Georgia. Uh, Kate Pearson, Fred Schneider, Keith Strickland. And Cindy Wilson wrote this. Um, it's 520, 5.21 on the album, 4.15 on the single version. Gets a little bit edited out. But um, it's uh, it's one of those songs that as soon as it starts, you get into it and it's just start chugging away. And of course, there's another connection on here with, um, you know, with uh, Nile Rogers, um, you know, who produced the album, produced the track. Uh, together with Don Woz. Right. And um, it's just just one of those where you 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 know this, especially if you play in the long version, the 521, that you're gonna get to a place where the where the mute is almost as if the song has ended and it goes stops. And then turn, Cindy bursts out. Tin roof. Plastic. <laughs> and then the song carries on again. Um, it's I just think it's an incredibly uh, clever song, the way it's put together. It's about um, going to a secluded place where you can get it on, basically. Uh, said to be a true place that did exist, like a rusted old shack, um, where they originally um, got inspiration for Rock Lobster, their B-52s. Uh, one of their first uh, singles that I brought out. Um, it's when I played it. I often will follow it with shiny happy people. Oh, yeah, yeah. The twins yeah, on there. Yeah, because Kate Pearson she sings on uh, shiny happy people, and obviously she's written the love shop. So it, they both uh, go well together. Um, yeah, that's, that's because yeah. everybody's favourite song. Yeah, that's, and, and were from Athens, Georgia, as well, weren't they? So they, they, they are. They were, well, I think yeah. yeah, I think yeah. that must have known of one of each other. Yeah, yeah. They do. The, Good, good the chance. From Athens, Georgia. Good chance. Yeah. And what? Yeah. So, what does she shout? What does she shout when they in the middle of the song? Tin roof, roof rusted. Or ten ten roof rusted. Yeah. yeah. All these all, all these years, I didn't know what she was shouting at. Yeah. yeah, it just makes stuff up. And apparently it was, they were doing um, some demos of this track and suddenly they, uh, when they were doing it, uh, they said, look, the tapes stopped for a second. So when it started again, she, instead of, in, in order to get back into the song, she just came out with these words. I don't know. So they decided, you know, from ever, uh, you know, that, that would have to, you know, be in the final version. <laughs> um, but yeah, great song. I so said it's from the album Cosmic Thing, um, which in itself is a superb album. 
and um, this is one that came out. Oh, well, that's uh, smart for the for those in black and white. Yeah, this is a multicolored. Uh, um, that's smart version of it. That's very smart. Came out last yeah. Friday, a couple of years ago, Record Store oh. Day, Black Friday. It's funny so, you talk about. Uh, sorry, Al. No, it's just you funny talk about um, shiny happy people. Yeah, that's that's about that's about people who are on antidepressants, isn't it? <laughs> Is it? And, yeah. So you, you've got this real ditty of a tune, and everybody's dancing about to it. But shiny happy yeah. people is about uh, folk who are, um, yeah, who who are on stuff to keep them mm. keep them there. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, you know, you'd be playing again, pretty much like the Dexys one. Nobody yeah. stops to think what the song's about. Exactly, exactly. that's no, what they I was like. Yeah. They like the groove. They yeah. like, it's the same with a lot of songs that we've talked about today. It's yeah. it's the it's the groove, the, it's the thing that gets them going. It's the the beats of the music, the whatever you want to say. It's not often the lyrics that will get you up dancing. It's the music. Yeah, here, here, here. And in certain, certain cases, in certain cases, there's a serious message uh, or a serious story to it, but you just yeah, you pop along to it. Yeah, you know, you, you're not thinking that. Oh, I'm not saying about dance to this story about a Catholic boy who's uh, <laughs> having an adolescent going through his adolescence period. I better not dance to this. I'm sure there's a no love shack way. in there. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure there's a love shack in Luton. Uh, it probably is. Yeah. God, don't put don't put an eye on it there, Alan. <laughs> oh. Look at all of this. Love rules at the love shack. Yeah, great choice. Well done. Love it. Okay, folks, we're heading to the towards the end of the party now. Yeah. Getting late. Gonna end on a banger. Well, I think this is one that may have been used a few times. At the end of a party, um, I'm not going with Jeff Beck's high ho silver lining. Oh, it's <laughs> yeah, yeah. not God save the Queen. Uh, well, out of respect, I can't use that one today. Yeah, uh, God rest them. Um, so little did this particular artist, I think, know how well this song was successful is going to be. Born in 1915 in Hoboken, New Jersey, uh, he sold over 150 million records, um, 11 time Grammy winner. He was an actor as well. He's got 68 acting credits in IMDb. Um, he's got an Oscar as well for best supporting actor. Uh, the song was originally sung by Liza Minnelli um, for the as a theme song for the Martin Scorsese film, New York, New York in 1977. A uh, couple of years later, Frank Sinatra then recorded it, um, and really since then it has just been a staple for for parties, for people to get up and to to, to join in, to dance. Uh, Darren, I think we need to do a shout out here for our friend Gary Castleton, who has yeah, a bit of a, bit of a sideline. He's a he's a Frankie impersonator. He's got an incredible voice as our Gary. He loves all the swing, doesn't he? Does lots of swing, and yeah, brilliant voice. Um, so, uh, and, and this one, of course, I mean, you DJs, you tell me what it's like. It must sound awful when you got everyone joining in with these croaky, <laughs> uh, 
poorly poorly sung um, chorus of New York, New York, and doing a bit of a can-can as well sometimes. Do you, do you know what? Sorry, Alan. I, I love it. I, when it's at the end of a night and it's a gauge of how wonderful a night people have had, if they're up singing along to that and kicking their legs in the air, <laughs> it just makes me leave on a real high as well, knowing that yeah. I've done a good job. But, yeah. This this brings me back to my, my wedding back in 2002. I'm sure... I'm sure I sang it, um, but I grabbed the mic from a band. Uh, I, I think I, I started belting this one out. It's it's a cracker. It's a cracker. And and everybody, you're so right at the end of the night. And the reason why I mentioned God Save the Queen and that back home we had we had the national anthem at the end of the night, and it just totally killed it. You know, yeah. just totally. Poof. Well, it was it was the the Southern Irish uh, yeah. around the vein. But uh, yeah, we would have been better off playing New York, New York, because people would have been in better form leaving the <laughs> leaving the dance floor. Um, yeah, what can you say? And and you brought back a great memory there, David. Good man. It's what we do. Yeah, um, I, I love I love playing that, and I can see people now. As they, yeah, yeah they you can see, can't you? I mean, how would you do it now? It's, yeah. it's like that, wouldn't it? Come on, come, come on. on. <laughs> The big circle forms, yeah, and then yeah. they gradually go, you know, go in, and nobody's telling them to do this. I know, but they'll go in and out. It's never been taught, has it? It's just intuitive. <laughs> it just happens. Nobody says, "Oh, well, these are the rules for dancing <laughs> to New York, New York." Right? <laughs> a, <laughs> a, you must link up, right? This doesn't happen. They just automatically know what to do, and uh, as you say, yeah, they do get a bit uh carried away with um their, with the singing it ends up the shouting <laughs> and uh, i mean i'd like to count up how many people have actually been to new york who've sung that song poor poor people have never actually been to new york um, but uh yeah great and I, I was probably i was one of them at the time when i first started playing it or singing it um but uh yeah it's um it's one of those um that you you put on and you you just know you're going to get full and it and often is the whole of the people who are being dancing throughout the evening will partake in that particular song yeah. even if they don't like it yeah. because by then they've had a few more sherbets and was, oh, no, I love this that sort of <laughs> thing isn't it and um, it's, no it's great great on the reprise record label that is. Yeah, great. Song. I'm just thinking back to our our banking days, Alan. I don't know if we ever went to a karaoke together in London. I don't know if you were there, but my, so. my two staples are this this song, New York, New York, and uh, "Stand by Your Man" by Tammy Wynette. Yeah, yeah, and that that clears a dance floor. That <laughs> <laughs> no, I wasn't doing that. Um, well, I think I've only done karaoke a couple of times. <coughs> I did um, um, the Green Green Grass of Home by Tom Jones. Yeah. And um, uh, the Divine Comedy, uh, National, National Express. Express. Yeah. 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 What was that? That's a challenge you want to do, isn't it? Brilliant. Mm. Do you know what? Challenging one. Oh, I think, well, I've played the song so many times, I know what the words are. 
Yeah. But it's hard to get by when your eyes in the eyes of a small country. We knew Mark McGregor about life. Yeah, so I mean, um, yeah, great, great song to finish off the evening. That would be yeah. good choice, Dave. Chaps, I think uh, we've had we well, I think we kept the floor pretty much full most of the time. So job done. Yeah, what a yeah. song. I think we've got that. And then Mark grabbed the mic. Unbelievable. And everybody <laughs> exit. <laughs> exit the building. Yeah. Brilliant. Let's do it all again next week, shall we? Why not? Yeah. 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 What are we going to do Sorry, next? We'll have to have a think. We'll have to have a think. Yeah. Yeah, we'll have to have a think. I'll I, I throw you a few ideas, David. We can we'll cover we... it afterwards. Yep. And yep. if anyone listening's got any ideas, feel free to pop them on the Facebook um, group. <laughs> Here and here, what's it all about? Radio Two, Pat, Patty, Katie, making our ideas. The great cover songs. I'm glad you brought that up. Uh, Andy Slavin spotted that as well. He actually put it on our Facebook chat. Yeah, yeah. If you're if you're there, Patty, and you're listening, hello. Um, say hi to Dundrum for me. I think he lives in the states now. Nice guy, Patty. Met him once. He doesn't remember me. <laughs> but you just want to remind. Was a goalie, didn't he? <laughs> So, Mark, tell us, you were listening to a show last week and he was doing, was it a cover show? Yeah, he did He did uh, cover songs. It was actually my friend Claire up in uh, Dundee and she said uh, that Paddy says uh, cover, there's cover songs on Radio 2. All right, I'll stick them on. So um, it was Good Friday and Holy Monday he did them and uh, finished off with Joe Cocker. So <laughs> I was cock a hoop. <laughs> So I was, uh, I, was, I was in the greenhouse at the time with the music and uh, listening on the way to it. He did some great covers. I wish I could remember them all, but um, he did... I think did Grace you know, Jones, he didn't he? He did the Grace Jones, and he had a couple of the, the tracks that Darren chose as well. Yeah. Oh, uh, so, yeah, and, and some, some tracks were covers, but they weren't, they weren't as good as the ones we picked, no. you know, to be honest with you. He should have listened to the whole thing. Yeah, well, exactly, because I didn't know, because it was your 60th, I was going to text or call in and try and get a request, but I didn't know which songs had been played on the Friday. (laughs) So I shied away from it. Okay, guys, thank you very much. Let's close it there. Thank you for listeners who stayed all the way to the end. Please leave any any thoughts, comments, or suggestions perhaps about new shows on, uh, on the Facebook page which uh, details are in the show notes. And so it just leaves me to say goodbye and see you again soon. Cheers, Darren. Thank you all. Cheers. Cheers. Cheers, Cheers, Cheers Mark. Yeah, cheers, guys. Thank you. More filler alert. More filler alert. <laughs>